Welcome back. Episode 69, rounding third, the baseball podcast. We made it through the three games in Philadelphia. The series is still alive, heading back to Houston for game six and seven. We're going to break down games three, four, and five, all in Philadelphia. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. James, we're back after we left last. Games one and two were split in Houston. Now we are returning after game five, a thrilling game five, and really an exciting kind of jam-packed with storylines, games three, four, and five. Um, Astros ended up taking two out of the three games, now have a three-to-two series lead heading back to Houston for game six and seven. We're recording this literally right after game five concluded, just after midnight. What are your initial thoughts um, just about the series in general? Yeah, I think my initial thoughts, you know, start with the fact that the number one thing we were asking for in our pregame was just to have a exciting competitive world series. And I feel like not like it's delivered on that, but so much more. It's been an absolutely incredible series. I feel like it's definitely must watch incredible storylines, incredible plays. Uh, I mean, it's just been a great series. You have, uh, game three, which was the seven zero romping absolute Philly on top, kills the world. Game two, this combined no hitter, second no hitter in World Series history. And game three, sorry, game four, and then game five, respectively. Tonight that we just watched was really back and forth in a tight game the entire night. Finishes with a three to two score, um, was two to one all the way up until the bottom of the eighth um, or top of the ninth. Sorry. Um, Really exciting stuff. I mean, this series, it's just been, it's been great. It's been back and forth. And this is everything you hope for in a World Series. In all reality, this is the fall classic. Super happy with the product we have. Yeah, I think so too. And, and it's kind of funny, you know, you look at the score lines, right? Games three and four were, by by just looking at the score, not very competitive, right? Phillies win 7-0 in game one, hit five homers. And then Astros come around and put on a clinic from a pitching standpoint, throwing a combined no-hitter, the second no-hitter in World Series history, joining Don Larson's perfect game in 1954. Um, But they're just exciting games. You know, there were a lot of storylines in Game 3 with McCullers clearly tipping pitches, um, and the, the Phillies just getting all over it. I think they had seven hits in total the game for the game, five of which were home runs. Um, so that was I and I and I was happy about that. I wanted to see the Phillies at least win the first game, taking advantage at home, and then game two or game two in Philly, game five, four in the series. Sorry, these numbers are confusing. Um, was really impressive. Uh, Nola struggled kind of again um, for the second time this series, and 
I mean, Christian Javier was just lights out. You know, I I, I think he could have maybe gone the whole series or whole game. Uh, he was up there in pitches close to 100, six innings pitched. So he would have been pushing it for sure. And, and they wouldn't obviously leave him out there um, because of how good that bullpen is. And we've seen the Astros bullpen be dominant this whole series. The the single RBI single from Segura tonight in game five was the first non-home run run that that bullpen has given up this whole series. Uh, so they've just been lights out. And they just totally torched the Phillies lineup uh, in that game. And, and, you know, we've talked in the past how this is the, the Phillies live on the long ball. They're a long ball and strikeout team. You look at guys like Castellanos and Schwarber who strike out a lot. Um, and that's what you saw Javier with nine K's at one point he struck out five straight, uh, just, just total domination from the Astros in game four. And then game five was really awesome. Um, Jeremy Pena, I think will likely be the world series MVP. Uh, he was already, already the ALCS MVP, but he started this game with an RBI single driving, uh, Altuve. Then Schwarber hits the leadoff bomb immediately, tying it up. Then Pena again hits a homer to take the lead, um, and they eventually get another one in the eighth. It looked like the Phillies had chances at certain points. I mean, when they scored the run in the eighth, they had the chance. They had the chance with Schwarber up with two on and an unbelievable play. My man Sini saving that eighth, uh, that eighth inning. And then Chas McCormick with the fly ball in the ninth. Just great defense from the Astros there. Yeah, stopped at Real Muto. And again, one thing I'd like to point out is in the bottom of the ninth, the Phillies were right where they want to be, right? I mean, the the leadoff for the inning uh, is Hoskins. They're, they're two-hole hitter. I mean, really, all you can ask for if you're Philly at this point is to get Bryce Harper uh, to the plate in the ninth. That's what they did. Now, Houston, I don't know who made the call, Dusty Baker. I don't know if it was Maldonado. They clearly were pitching around him, did not even give him a competitive pitch. And look, that's gamesmanship. Totally respect it. I'm doing that 15 out of 10 times. Bryce Harper has been the hottest player in baseball this entire series at home. He's a menace. No reason to throw him a pitch there. Um, you know, make bomb go hit something on you. Um, wasn't able to get it done, but super exciting game. Wire to wire. It was a tight one. Um, this was crazy. Justin Verlander's ninth World Series start. Uh, in game five, finally getting the first win. Uh, and I believe lowering his World Series ERA now just under six uh, with that game. Overall, it's just crazy. It's crazy to think that it took him nine starts. Most pitchers will not make nine starts in a World Series in a career. Um, so the fact that it took him that long to get a win, I think is telling. Now, I saw some articles this morning um, that said if Verlander gets it done tonight, it's going to totally change his postseason legacy. And I'm like, that's a bunch of crap because I watched Clayton Kershaw, watched him pitch two phenomenal games and win a World Series. Didn't change any narrative. So no narrative being changed for me. The dude's still a home run, uh, little you know, batting practice machine in the World Series, but did get it done when it mattered. And what was a super, super pivotal game five, uh, you know, I think we, we said this early. The Phillies put themselves in a great position, stealing one at on the road. You know, ideally you win all three at home and you wrap the series up in front of your fans, but they really needed to take two. Um, now they have to go into Houston and win 
both games, back-to-back games, that's a near impossible feat. I mean, that Houston ballpark, Minute Maid Park, it's hard to play in. This is a Houston team that's been just incredible wire-to-wire the entire season, and they've been incredible up through the World Series. Um, So, you know, I think Philly's kind of on the ropes here, a little bit of a tough position. I'm sure they would have loved to have stolen an extra game at home. Um, And the fans deserve that. The fans were incredible for Philly. Um, One thing I'd like to talk about in that 7-0 game, uh, game three of the series, uh, there were two times following the Bryce Harper and then the bomb home run uh, where the uh, Penn State laboratory was actually picking up seismic activity coming out of the stadium. Literally, they were so loud off those home runs that they actually caused many earthquakes, which is insane. Have to give a tip of the hat to Phillies fans for just an unreal atmosphere. Yeah, no doubt about that. It, it was an incredible atmosphere. I, I, I on the Verlander point because I think that was a big storyline kind of coming into this game. With obviously it was it was zero for six, had an ERA over six, and all his World Series start. He didn't have a great start. He battled through a lot of resiliency early. You know, it was it was a gritty start. He didn't come out and just dominate. Um, you know, he gave up the leadoff bomb. He walked somebody in the first. They left the bases loaded in the second, left two on in the third, ended up walking four. Um, so, I mean, but that's still credit to him for getting out of those jams, uh, made big pitches to Hoskins in the second to get the strikeout to end uh, or to leave the bases loaded. Hoskins, by the way, four Ks tonight, Golden Sobrero for him. But, yeah, it's it's good to see Verlander get um, a win. Um and yeah, you know, the Phillies are really on the ropes, like you said. I mean, having to go to Houston and win both games is going to be extremely difficult. Game six, you have Framber Valdez versus Zach Wheeler, um, which is a rematch of game two. And, you know, in, in that game, Valdez was unhit, unhittable pretty much. And Wheeler, you know, gave up three straight doubles to start that game and kind of had his first bad outing of the postseason, which is, you know, maybe that's a good thing. It was one bad start and maybe you can turn it around and get it going here. Uh, But Valdez has been great, but yeah, you know, like you said, the Phillies obviously wanted to win three. They needed to win two and only ended up winning one. And now they're one loss away from giving the Astros their second world series in six years. First. (laughs) <laughs> there is no World Series champion in 2017 in my books. Um, no, I mean, I, I, it's tough for Philly. They battled um, all of it except that that game four. Um, and it's not even that they didn't battle. I mean, they were just outclassed. That The staff put together an incredible, uh, incredible outing. Again, that second no-hitter. And I struggle a little bit. I know I've been on record on the show as saying I don't care about combined no-hitters. They don't interest me. I feel a little bit different about this one. Now, I still want to say, obviously, look, this is nothing, nothing uh, on the one standalone perfect game that we saw. That was Don Larson. Incredible game. Um, Obviously, it doesn't match that. But look, there was a no-hitter thrown. At the end of the day, a team... And the fall classic went over um, just no base hits. Um, and I actually like Dusty Baker's decision uh, to go to the bullpen there. Again, yeah. you can always play the woulda, shoulda, coulda game. But the way I see is you look back on it and 
they had a no hitter. I mean, he called in the right guys. The goal is not to give Javier a no hitter. It's to win the game. Yeah. When you're in the world series, this is not the time to push a guy to 140 pitches and see if he can get the record. It's like locking the win while you have him on the ropes. Cause especially, you know, Houston, there's a real possibility where Philly could have won tonight in game five. And then that would have been a, much needed win for Houston. I mean, if they didn't win that game, they could have gotten swept um, and out of there. So really incredible performance. It was interesting to me on the no hitter that it was Vasquez behind the plate. Um, And I only say that, you know, obviously a trade deadline acquisition from the Red Sox. It's just interesting because Martin Maldonado, the Astros, you know, normal starting catcher, is a much better defensive catcher, better, you know, pitch caller, better frame, or just overall the catcher you want behind the plate um, for the defensive side. But Vasquez still got it done. Um, really exciting game there, just just seeing that. that no, and I, well, I should say exciting if you're not a Phillies fan. I mean, if you paid the ridiculous 3000 bucks to get in there and watch your team get no hit, that's – a, a kick in the gut. And I thought the Astros, I mean, after the seven Oh romping of, of game three to come out and throw that no hitter was necessary because following game three, it looked like Philly was just going to run away with it at home. It really looked like they, they just had found, you know, some lightning in a bottle, if you will, and were ready to unleash and win that series. Um, and I thought that, I, look, I picked Phillies in five. I thought if they were going to win, they were going to have to steal one on the road, sweep it at home and, and close out business. I just, I do not see how Philly can win. And they did go to Houston. They have won a game there. I don't see, I do not see any universe in which they can pull two out in Houston. If they do that, it will be miraculous. It's certainly a tough ask, but if you look at it like this, like, look, they've got Wheeler in game six. If they can win game six, then they're one win away. Anything can happen in the game seven. You know, you got to take it one game at a time. If they can come out and win game six, then you go into game seven and anything can happen. It's anybody's game. You look back in 2019, the Nationals won game seven in Houston to win the World Series that year. So it's certainly possible. Um, we'll we'll have to see. But definitely a, a competitive series. Um, I, I think Pena would be my vote for World Series MVP right now if the Astros were to win. Um, and, you know, another thing with that Segura RBI today, before that, the the Phillies were 0 for 20 with runners in scoring position uh, going into that. And that was, that was kind of their first base hit um, with a runner in scoring position. Because if you think about that, that 7-0 game, I mean, they were all homers. So they never really dealt with, you know, having to get the key single or key double at the right time. Um, so I think, I think that's kind of important that this team just kind of lives on the long ball at this point. Um, but you know, that's expected. They've got this far with it. I think the Phillies have a chance. I think I, you know, I, I like them in game six. I like Wheeler. Um, he struggled in game two, but he's just been so good this whole postseason. you know, really throwing some of the best games we've seen this whole postseason from a pitching standpoint. He had a bad game too. And maybe the Astros are seeing something because they got all over him right away. But I, I have faith that he can come out and put on a good, um, a good performance. It's just that the Phillies can get after Valdez. Um, you know, there was the whole thing with Valdez perhaps cheating in game two. I don't know if I want to get into that, but we'll see. He's, he's, 
been super hot this whole year. It'll be a it'll be a big big time matchup. Yeah, no, I think it's it's interesting. I do like Wheeler in that matchup because he knows. I mean, honestly, game six is on him to win. I mean, he needs to answer with a near no hitter himself, um, and really just put his team in a position uh, to win that game. And at that point, there's not much more Zach Wheeler can do. You know, again, that's the the downside of being a starting pitcher. All you can do is win. You know, win your games and win your matchups when you're pitching. That's all you can control. Um, but they're in a great spot with him on the mound. I do expect him to have a bounce back performance. You know, coming off the unimpressive start in the World Series um, earlier in the series. Um, So, you know, and I I like your read on that. Once you get to game seven, everything's off because then you're just playing nine innings to see what happens. I mean, in game seven, it's the best two words in sports, always has been. And I think this series deserves to go seven games. I mean, it's been a great series. You've seen great pitching, great offense, some great defensive plays. this series deserves to go seven. Love to see see it on the ropes, and uh, obviously Philly will go nuts. Um, one thing I do want to double back on, though, um, and it, it's hard to remember because it seems like it was forever ago now, but in that game three, you hit on the fact that Lance McCullers was definitely tipping pitches. You can go back, watch the footage, uh, his release point and his, his kick, totally yeah. different spots. Uh coming on the the fast stuff off his fastball versus his breaking ball. Um, What was funny about it to me was all over the internet, I saw all of these Astro fans, one, talking about how Philly potentially could be cheating. And I'm like, oh, my God, is that rich? Um, But then, too, like just all these people go, oh, well, he was tipping pitches. You know, he's tipping pitches, whatever. They know what pitch is coming, so it basically doesn't count. And it's like, how can this fan base – now, after I heard for three years, I've heard nothing. All I've heard from Astros fans is it doesn't matter if you know what pitch is coming. It doesn't matter. It doesn't impact the game. They said that for three straight years. Suddenly, one postseason game, and they're all like, oh, my God. Well, if you know what pitch is coming, there's no point in even playing. And I'm like, wow. So just want to call out the little hypocrisy there um, from the most immoral organization in professional sports. <laughs> so yeah, that, I mean, they, there's certainly nothing wrong with that. It's the pitcher's fault. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah, you know, if you look wrong. at the footage, it's so clear. Um, I, I think it was his fastball. His leg was coming up higher. It, it was either his fastball or his off speed. One of them, his legs coming up way higher. His hands are higher, and the other one, his kind of back leg is a little bent more, and he's he's not bringing his knee up as high. And they saw it right away. I mean, Bryce Harper hit the bomb in the first inning and immediately called Alec Bohm uh, and told him what happened. And then clearly they got all over him. What's interesting is now if you look to a game seven, obviously game seven's all hands on deck. Um, and, you know, Wheeler and Valdez set for game six. Game seven would be Suarez versus McCullers if we just went by what game three was. Um, and I certainly would expect Suarez to start for the Phillies because he's been great. I don't know if they throw McCullers out there. Javier would be on three days rest after throwing a no hitter. He threw almost a hundred pitches. So I, I don't know what that would happen there. They could go or who kind of came in for McCullers again, you know, the, the Astros have a great bullpen. So, you know, like I said, it's an all hands on deck type thing. It's the last game of the season. So anybody that can throw is going to throw. Um, 
but it'll just be kind of interesting to see where they go that that way. McCullers has been good this postseason other than the last start. I don't know if him tipping pitches is a new thing or, you know, if it's something like he can fix before game seven. But it's definitely it'll be interesting to see the arms that come out in game seven, especially that start game seven. uh, If we get to that point. I mean, you you can't start McCullers, right? I mean, there's no universe with. And maybe they can fix it. I mean, obviously, at this point, they've broken down the footage and and found that I just don't see a universe in which Dusty Baker can actually march him out there and go, last time I sent you out here, you tipped pitches and got shelled. I just don't see how, how you send him back out on the mound. I would agree. I would agree. Um, but it's, like, hard thinking about who they go with. Other than that, you know, like I like I said, they could go with Urquidy, who started kind of throughout the year, but you know, it, it, it's just tough. It, it's going to be a bullpen game for the Astros, I would assume. But it'll be interesting to see where they go. Um, but you know, I'm hoping for Game Seven. I think Game Six will be super exciting. Wheeler Valdez. But that's kind of it. I mean, that kind of wraps up the coverage of game three, four, and five. Obviously, we're looking at one more final episode um, this season before um, we head into the the, uh, the off season. James, do you think Phillies have any chance? It, I don't. I really don't. I really want them to. I want them to win. They've been like America's little darling. I'd like to think Wheeler gets it done and then game seven, who knows? It's just, man, you got to win 18 innings in Houston. That is a tall order for any team, yet alone, you know, uh, uh, when you're playing a team as good as the Astros. So uh, I don't want to count them out. I mean, they're good enough. They got here. They clearly, and they, I think that may be a big takeaway. They clearly have shown that they deserve to be in this World Series. I think there was a little question mark on that, and I think we've gotten the answer there. They are very clearly a contender. They deserve to be in this spot. Um, so I'm hoping more than anything we at least get to go seven um, and really see this series conclude. And at that point, maybe they have a little bit of a chance, uh, just a, a tall order uh, to go win in Houston. So. You know, we'll see see where it goes. But anyways, it's been an incredible World Series up to this point. Um, so, you know, next time we hop on the air here, we will be crowning a 2022 MLB champion. Yep. Let's do it. I've got Astros in seven as well. Uh, we'll see what happens, though. Episode 70 will close out the season right on a nice even number. This was episode 69 of Rounding Third, the baseball podcast. We'll see what happens. We'll know who the World Series is next time we're live. Let's get it done, Phils. Get it done.